0: Let's stand together. I'm going to read a scripture, and then I'm going, to, I'm going to come back. I'm reading from 1 Corinthians. Thank you for standing in honor of the word of the Lord. 1 Corinthians 13. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Um, I didn't give that to them on the screen, but if you, if you have your Bibles, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And verse number one, most of you know this. I'm reading in the English Standard Version. This is a powerful, probably the greatest, poetic, prophetic chapter on love that has ever been written. Ever been written. And Paul says this. That's the New Living Translation I'm reading from the ESV. I don't know if you have that or not. Okay, perfect. If I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but I have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers... And I understand all mysteries and all knowledge. And if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but I don't have love, I am nothing. If I give away all that I have and I deliver up my body to be burned, but I don't have love, I have gained nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy. It doesn't boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but it rejoices in truth. Love Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures, everybody say, endures all things. Prophecies will pass away. Tongues will cease. Knowledge will pass away. And then the Bible says we know in part, we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come... The partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, but I want to get down to the end. It says, now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Let all the people of God say amen. 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 Clap your hands to the Lord one more time for his word. Amen. You may be seated. The love of God is a powerful thing. It changes our lives. It changes people's lives around us. The Bible gives this profound story about love. I think we need a fresh baptism of love in America. I think just with the current climate, and all of the hate that's going on, and some of that has polarized us. It's, it's polarized uh, people that are, are way, way, way to the right and way, way, way to the left and uh, nationalities and colors. And I'll tell you, America needs a fresh baptism of the love of God. Uh, amen. Paul was talking about this profound, this agape love, this, this love that was so powerful that it transcended every other gift. He said, if I speak in tongues, if I, as we speak in tongues, as born again believers, he said, if I speak in tongues of men or of angels, but I, I don't have agape then I, I'm nothing. I'm just like this symbol up here on this platform. It, it doesn't really change anything at all. He said, if I could prophesy, if I could see the future, if I could tell you what was going to happen tomorrow, but I, and I understood all mysteries and I had all knowledge. Now think about that. The power to see the future. You understand all mysteries. You, un- you have knowledge. You have a word of knowledge. You know all those things. He said, and if you had the faith to move mountains, but you don't have love, he said, I am nothing. It doesn't matter what kind of spiritual gift you may have. It doesn't matter that you have all of these giftings from God. If, if you don't have love... He said it It doesn't really amount to anything And I've said this before I'll, I'll say it again You want to know sometimes if you're a Christian or not Go ask your neighbor Your neighbor can testify better than Anybody else that if you display The fruit of the Spirit They'll be able to tell If you have love Then In that verse, he said, if I offer up my body to be burned, if I sacrifice myself, and I don't have love, then it doesn't profit anything at all. I want to tell you, I want to submit to you ladies and gentlemen tonight that love is a powerful thing to have. I want to tell you that love will change our country. Love will change our nation. Love will change our city. Love will change our neighborhood. The greatest of all of these things is love. It's powerful because love is patient. All you impatient people need more love. It says love is kind. It doesn't, it doesn't brag It doesn't boast. It's not arrogant. I know this is is kind of a convicting text, isn't it? Wow. Love's not rude. Well, y'all need some love. You need a baptism of love tonight. It's not irritable said, so, well, that's just my disposition. You need some love. So, well, I said, uh, well, that's just my mood. No, you need, you, need, you need some love. You need God love. We need love to emanate out of us everywhere we go. I got a haircut yesterday with the remaining hair that I've got left. She said, how much do I, you want me to take off? I said, not much. And as always I use that as an opportunity to show the love of God and to witness to people and talk to them about God and express to them there there is a better way. There is a way that leads to life that can change your family, that can change your situation. It's a perfect opportunity to display the love of God around us. And I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, this world is so messed up that it only takes a little bit of your light to shine. That'll make a huge difference in the world we're living in right now. What's amazing to me is in just one month, now I want to show you how crazy This world is in one month not I didn't didn't watch the whole thing and but I saw a little clip in one month at the Grammys they're worshiping Satan With horns and and all this foolishness Okay, people are are just and it's okay. They're they're worshiping Satan. They're in cages and it's kind of like You're gonna worship Satan and you're gonna be in the cage and you're gonna act like a fool And then in the next minute, they mention the name of Jesus at a Super Bowl, and the world is all upset about it. Look how crazy that is. Everybody's okay worshiping Satan at the Grammys, looking like an animal in a cage, but then you mention the name of Jesus in a Super Bowl ad, and the world's all upset about it. And in the meantime, that all that craziness Is going on in our world. There's a bunch of college students in Kentucky that says we're going to pray for six days in a row and God's going to meet us. I want to tell you, love changes things. We need a fresh baptism of love. What would happen in Modesto if people got baptized with the love of God? What would happen in this city? What would happen at MJC? What would happen at Stanislaus State? Thank you, Jeremiah. If if all of a sudden the love of God transcended and changed people we came in contact with. I want to tell you, I believe a revival could break out in Modesto, California. I believe there's people that could pray here around the clock. I believe people could call on the name of the Lord nonstop. I believe it started in Azusa, but it could be fulfilled right here out of Modesto, California. If people get baptized with the love of God, a love for God, a love for people, a love for others, I want to tell you, it can change our world. Somebody shout amen. That's what we need. We need a fresh baptism. There's too much hate in the world. That's because the prince and the power of the air is, at lo- is loosed in the world. But the church has an opportunity somebody hear me the church has a tremendous opportunity to let our light shine and say we are not going the way of the world we're not going to be hateful and decisive and malicious and evil no 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 the church has a better way the church has a better language we speak a different language and vocabulary why because we've been baptized by his spirit and we demonstrate the love of God. That's not easy. That's not easy. But Jesus said, hereby they will know that you are my disciples. Why? Because you have love one for another. Boy, we need this. We need this in the church. We need. To, let me tell you something you don't have time to fight anybody but the devil they may not look like you they may not be your same let me tell you something no, there's no such thing as, as politics in the church there's no such thing as indep- independent, democrat or republican there's no such thing you're neither bond, you're neither free you're neither Jew, you're neither Gentile you are one because of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ there's no politics in the church you, I want I'll be so bold to say this, check your politics at the door. What we need is the love of God. We need a fresh I need a fresh, baptism of the love of God where when I walk in the grocery store or I go in the post office or I talk to the guy at the coffee shop they say what's different about you What? what, what is that that I sense that is coming out of your, your spirit and I want to tell them that the greatest soul winner of the world is living on the inside of me and he wants me to tell you For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It's what we need. I want to tell you tonight that it's very simple. It's not complicated. Love God. Love your family and love others. And others means people that look different than you. They look different than you. They're not the same color of skin as you are always. They talk different than you. They're from the wrong side of the tracks and you used to be over there too. They don't speak the same language as you speak. Jesus didn't say he said, love them anyway. He said, love them anyway. Love God. Everybody say, love God. Everybody say, love your family. And everybody say, love people. It didn't say if they were lovable to love them. It didn't say if they loved you back, love them. Love God, love family, and love people. If you will focus on that this year, those three things, love God, love your family, and love people I want to tell you That's the greatest thing You can accomplish this year How do you know that? Because the Bible says so The Bible says in Matthew 22 37 and 38 You shall love the Lord your God With all your heart With all your soul And with all your might This is the great Everybody say great, great. And first Two words Great and first Jesus said Great and it's the greatest and it's the first. He said, but the second is likened to this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But here comes, here comes the pivot point. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. In other words, he said, you could take the whole Old Testament all the Old Testament, the great body of work. You can take Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel and you can take the minor prophets, Amos, Obadiah, Zephaniah. You can take them all and you can line them up over there. And Jesus said, when you love your neighbor as yourself, you can take away the whole Old Testament. He said, on these things hang all the law and the prophets. It's a powerful thing. We talked about the love language of repentance and forgiveness and grace and goodness. But tonight, I want to talk to you about the fifth one tonight on the love language of God. And this this was something I was praying about, and the Lord just dropped it into my spirit. Tonight, I want to talk about the fifth one, and it's called forgetfulness. Everybody say forgetfulness. Forgetfulness. The love language of God would be forgiveness. You mean God who's omnipresent, who's a very present help in a time of trouble? God who is omnipotent. That's a theological word that means all-powerful. He's omniscient. I mean, God, that means, that's a theological word that means he's all-knowing. He's omnipresent. He's omnipotent. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. All this is true, but there's something else about God that he put in my spirit, God's forgetful. Look at your neighbor and say, God forgets. There's things that I cannot remember. My staff has to tell me. They say, Pastor, you said this. Pastor, this is on the... I can't remember. I can't remember. I say, Put it in the calendar because I I really I can't remember. Somebody said, You you know, Pastor, you said such and such I was like, Do you have proof? <laughs> oh, you, you said you were going if you don't if it's not written down or if it's not in the calendar, I can't remember. I can't remember I can't remember conversations, I can't remember appointments unless it's in the calendar. I can remember numbers. What good does that do unless you want to rob a bank? <laughs> I remember numbers. I mean, Charlene can tell me a number I remember. I can remember cell phones from 20 years ago. It's a weird, quirky thing about me. The numbers stay in my brain. It's a crazy thing. I just know numbers. Big deal. That's not a good... I need to know conversations. I I forget a lot of the time. But God has a memory problem. It's actually part of his love languages. He has this thing that he forgets. The Bible said in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 16, he said, this is the promise, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, declares the Lord. I'll put my laws in their heart and I'll write them on their minds. And he says this, which is, I This was awesome to me. He said, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. Somebody say, God has a memory problem. That's awesome. I know y'all don't think it's awesome, but I think that's awesome. I didn't even read it in a book anywhere. I mean, God gave it to me. Somebody say, God's got a memory problem. Micah said, who is like you? Micah 7 and 18. Who is like you? Pardoning iniquity, passing over transgressions that does not retain his anger forever. He will again have compassion on us. He will tread out our iniquities under foot. Why? Because he cast all of our sins Into what? The depths of the sea. Somebody else said, Our sins are from the east as far as the east is. Somebody shout west. He didn't say north and south. He said east and west, which means infinity times infinity. Now you remember... The devil remembers. He's got a good memory. That's why he's called the accuser of the brethren. You remember. The devil remembers. People might remember. But God doesn't remember. Once you repent and you put that sin Under the blood of Jesus, God says, I have cast that sin as far as the east is from the west into the bottom of the sea. I will remember it no more. Oh, clap your hands if you love that truth about God. Somebody say, God's got a memory problem. You ought to be glad about that. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I mean, how many times have you, have you wanted to go and pray and, and you come down and you're like, oh, I'm going to get so much of God tonight. I'm going to get so much of God on Sunday. I'm, ooh, ooh, I'm going to get God. Ooh, ooh, and you run down to the altar and you, as soon as you get there and throw your hands up, the devil goes, hypocrite. I, 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 you didn't have love this week did you you hypocrite you throwing your hands up down here and you worshiping the Lord and condemnation comes and reminds you oh but you made a mistake you came up short you dropped the ball and, you, and, you, and you're battling that and God says well, what are you talking about I, that's, that sin's not there anymore I,
1: I read you the Bible. Once you repent over it, once you say, Jesus, forgive me for that. I didn't mean to make that mistake. I shouldn't have done that. All of a sudden, the blood has been applied to your life. And he said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and I won't remember your transgressions anymore. God has a memory
0: problem. That's a love language. Now you know how them spouses be fighting. They be like, yeah, but you remember, you didn't take the trash out. You kicked, I'm just using you for an example. I don't know if you did or not. Take it out. You you remember what you did? You, know, da, 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 you remember you? Yes, right. You 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 got a memory problem too. You're a smart man. <laughs> God has a memory problem. He said, "I won't remember, brother Todd, your mistakes. No more. Now you may go back and you may think about them and you
1: may ruminate over them." But God says, I don't know what you're talking about because once I put that in the sea and once I, once I forgave you for it and I washed you for it, I don't remember what you're talking about. I don't remember that transgression. I don't remember that sin. I don't remember that lawlessness. You ought to rejoice on this Wednesday night that God has a memory problem. Somebody, clap your hands to the Lord right now.
0: I've heard this said a bunch of times. Well, I forgive them, but I don't forget. You know what I say? Cop out. I say, you're not trying to forget, try anyway yeah the, yeah, you were done wrong try to forget about it let me say something if you just keep ruminating on it and you just keep it stirred up ooh, 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 you're going to always remember it you ought to at least try to forget about it maybe it's not possible but
1: give it a try Say, God, just like you don't remember my sin and you don't remember my fault and you don't remember my transgression and you don't remember my iniquity, God, help me to forgive them of their transgression and forget about their lawlessness and forget about the betrayal. I know you've been hurt, but ask God to help you forget about it. Somebody say, forget about it. Isaiah said, I am he,
0: Isaiah 43 and 25. I am he who blots out transgressions. I love this. Isaiah 43 and 25, if you're taking notes. He said, I am he who blocks out transgressions for my own sake. I'm telling you, that's meat. Y'all sitting there like that's a chicken nugget. That's meat. That's a filet mignon right there. That is awesome because it's the word. He said, I will blot out your transgression for my own sake. I can't even see it, Jeremiah. He said, and I will not remember
1: that I, my mind is just blown. God that knows everything, God that has all power, all authority in His hands. God is omniscient; He knows everything. God, in His own sovereignty, in His own attributes, that I choose not to remember. I choose whatever has happened, whatever has been done. God said, I choose not to remember their transgressions and their sin. That's an awesome God right there. You ought to throw your hands up right now and worship that God right now.
0: That's awesome, folks. The love language of God It's forgetfulness. I hope that helps somebody. But love is not love if love doesn't have action. Somebody say action. Love needs action. You say, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. But you don't go to, some people don't go to church. You don't love God. You You don't love God. If you don't attend and worship corporately, whatever that, some, t- some, some people that may be a, a village, I'm just, that's what I'm just saying. Jesus, how can you say that? Because the Bible says this. If you love me, if you love me, John 14 and 15. If you love me, you keep my commandments. Love, everybody say love is action. You can say to your spouse, I love you, I love you, I love you. But if you don't ever demonstrate love, there's a saying, talk is cheap. Somebody say amen. amen. Love has action. When you love something or you love someone, there is action behind it. There is there's something that is done
1: behind that love to prove to that individual I love you. Now, I know you folks that are here tonight, you made the sacrifice to come, and I'm I'm almost done, but you demonstrated action. I love you. Therefore, I serve you. I worship you. I adore you. I pray because I want to know you. I want to be in relationship with you. Love has... Everybody say action.
0: Action. It causes us... To act, it causes us to respond. Our church must be a church of love, but it also must be a church that demonstrates love. Musicians come. The love language of God is action. For God so loved the world that He I want, I, want to, I want to say to this church we need, we need to let we need to have the love of God I've already talked to you about that but our love must produce action and I've been concerned lately I've been concerned that our love needs to have fruit behind it I want you to stand with me I'm grateful for the love language of repentance and forgiveness and the love language of grace, Brother Chris talked about, and goodness. And I'm grateful that God forgets. But another love language of God is action. Our life needs to have action to it. We need to act. We need to act for every single service. I feel like I, I need to motivate you. I feel like I need to stir you up that the love of God that is in you could be shed abroad. I'm so grateful for Beth and John that are here tonight. They're, they're my babies, my family. I'm glad to have them. They're a blessing to our church. And I walked in the bank, and I don't, she won't mind me telling you this, but I walked in the bank for a long time and just talked to her about I could tell she was a believer. I talked to her and talked to her, and one, one day I just walked in there, and I said, it's time to pray, Miss Beth. And we prayed right there in that bank, bank, and the love of God that was inside of me ministered to her and John that are here, and now they're part of our family, and we thank God for that. There was the love of God. They're like my family. I mean, they're, they're literally like my family. I feel I feel love towards them. I want to tell you something. There's people all over this city. This is what my message is to you tonight. That need to feel what you feel all the time from God. Our, our world needs the love of God. From the Satanist to the transgender to the non-binary, to the LGBTQT, whatever, they need the love of God. And I don't say that as some mean-spirited, hateful preacher. I say that with sincerity and humility as if that was my family member that might be battling that or immorality or whatever. I say that our world, our whole world, needs the love of God. Our schools need the love of God. Our families need the love of God. Our churches need the love of God. And the only way to express that is for that to come out of you and to share it. And some of us have not been sharing the love of God that's inside of us. You need to love yourself. You need to love your neighbor. And you need to love God. I want you to raise your hands right now to the Lord. Just ask the Lord to baptize you. You want to you step down to this altar tonight. I have finished early tonight. I want to be mindful and respectful of you that have to get up early and go to work and go to the schools. And Many of you get up at 4 and 5 o'clock. And I'm being very mindful and respectful of your time. But this must get in this church. It must get in this church. It must be in our community. This building should be filled to the overflow on Sunday because we love God, we love our families, and we love others. And we need to pray this again and again and again that God baptizes us to love people that are unlovable, people that are at the bottom of of the life systems that you would feel the love of God tonight and that you would share the love of God with people that are all around you. Come on, let's pray. Raise your hands right now as we pray and ask God to baptize us. And everywhere we go this week, everywhere we go this week, let's look for an opportunity to display the love of God in the colleges and the grocery stores. Like a
1: hurricane, I am the truth.